It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're diving into the Oklahoma City Thunder taking care of business against the Spurs. Josh Giddy bouncing back and Kenny Hustle returning to the rotation. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, media member, editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're diving into the Oklahoma City Thunder taking care of business against the San Antonio Spurs. Kenny Hustle returns to the rotation gets involved in a little bit of a dust-up. Josh Giddy bounces back, SGA getting it done on both ends, and the Thunder embarrass the Spurs in the fashion in which TNT pulls the plug on the broadcast. In this game, the Thunder did not have Usman Jang or Kante Johnson, both with the blue. Olivier Saar did not dress in this one. Davis Bertans did not play in this one against his former team. The Sun, uh, the Spurs were without Keldon Johnson and Trey Jones. OKC came out as a 10-point favorite at home, looking for their first in-season tournament win. And when you look at this game, you really saw them start to build on that momentum that they earned at the end of the Suns game. And it really helped them keep the Spurs down and keep a losing team losing, which is what you have to do in the NBA. Obviously, the Suns are bad. They're not going to be good. They're a bad basketball team. And this bad basketball team didn't have two of their best players. And this bad basketball team is electing to play a season for the most part without a point guard. And the one semblance of a point guard that they do have and their best option is point guard did not play in this game. But this young Thunder team still took care of business, not only eking away a win, not only getting a nice win, but a 
dominating and embarrassing win, embarrassing pantsing the Spurs in this one. It was a little shaky at first, a back-and-forth game. The Thunder at times were a bit too unselfish at the beginning of the game. But this game saw 10 lead changes, six ties, but the Spurs never led by more than four points. And OKC eventually swelled their lead to 40 points, causing TNT to just take the game away, pull the plug, kaput, it's over. The Thunder embarrassed the Spurs, and they sent you out to the city of brotherly love uh, as Trey Mann and Pokashevsky and the guys were out there cleaning up uh, the mess left behind by the Spurs roster. OKC in this game was not only dominant from start to finish for the most part. I mean, of course, they had those runs uh, in the first quarter, but OKC lost the rebounding battle by just three rebounds. They didn't magically get taller. They didn't magically earn size. They just hustled and worked harder. And it's a, a trend that we noted in the Suns game. The Suns, for as great of a disparity as it was at the end of the game, if you only segment out the second half, the Suns won on the glass by four. The Spurs won on the glass by three. That is a, that is a nothing. That is like the deductions that, that the that the government already gives you on your taxes. That, that, so there's no even point to write those off. It's just what they give you. Uh, who cares about three or four rebounds whenever the trade-off for that is the Thunder had 31 fast break points and the Spurs, for their credit to only get three more rebounds than OKC, they only had 16 second chance points. So you'll take getting 31 fast break points. You'll take playing smaller to play faster. You'll, you'll take causing 24 turnovers. The Thunder caused 24 turnovers and only committed 15 in this game. Uh, you will take that trade off every day of the week. The Thunder dominated points in the paint, 60 to 38. They shot 51, 38, 80. The Spurs shot 38, 30, and 66. So I'm not going to try to convince you that this is some massive game in the sense of your competition level, but going into it, you know, it's an in-season tournament game. You're looking for your first ever in-season tournament win. It's the first ever matchup between Chet and Victor, and Chet was asked about it all morning long multiple times this morning about that matchup, and he had a very uh, well-thought-out answer of not, not caring about the next 15 years, just wanting to help the Thunder uh, win tonight. Uh, and they did uh, win tonight with Chet Holmgren in the fold and helping out the Thunder do so. But it was it was impressive to see this young Thunder team sweep the leg in multiple ways. Number one, obviously entering the game, you're a massive favorite on paper. Uh, and then Keldon and, 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 and Trey Jones are officially out, and that even heightens your expectations for how you're supposed to win this game and how you're supposed to look in winning this game. And then number two, you do gain that huge lead. You do uh, inflate your lead, and you keep it steady, and you keep it right there. You go up by 10 on a massive run to end the second quarter, go up by 10 hitting the halftime, and never look back from there. At that point, the game was over, uh, and the Spurs made a, made a light saunter, not even a run, a saunter in the third quarter, but the Thunder staved it off. And that is a sense of growth from this team who was uh, you know, a week removed from blowing another game on national TV against the Pelicans after growing a 22-point lead. So the Thunder uh, are no strangers to, to blowing leads and, and seeing leads evaporate and have to kind of kick it back in gear as they did against the Hawks. They won that game, but they did see the lead dwindle and have to kick it back in gear to regrow the lead. So like to, to, to accomplish uh, not only the win, to accomplish the win in the fashion in which you were expected to, but then also accomplish a course correction in the midst of it, uh, of growing a big lead and not letting 
the Spurs come back in this one, especially as you look around the NBA this year and in recent years, but especially it's heightened this year. It is much harder. It's much harder to hold a big lead than it is to uh, gain said big lead. It's harder to 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 stay on the high side whenever you inflate uh, a lead like that. So OKC did a great job of it in this one. I'm not going to again try to convince you this is a big win based upon matchup, based upon the results of how you were able to accomplish it. It was a pretty good job by OKC uh, on this little quick home trip because it's it's it breaks up the road stand, but it's just one quick game. Then they go out to San Francisco, um, of course, on Thursday, which is going to be an interesting game because Steph is likely out in that game, of course, with his injury. And then today there was a little Donnie Brook. There's a little dust up. There's a little uh, I would elevate it to at minimum a Donnie Brook over there in San Francisco. It, it might even be considered a brouhaha, if you will. We'll have to get back. You know, maybe fisticuffs wouldn't wouldn't quite. Uh, give it the right expression there. It was certainly a scrap, if nothing else, over there. So you could see Draymond being out. Who knows if there's going to be any penalties for Clay? Uh, so that could really decimate the Spurs. I mean, the, the the Warriors in your next game, at least for OKC versus the, the versus the Warriors to kind of continue to try to build on some momentum. So we'll see what it looks like from the NBA side of things after they review the tape of that fight, which you can catch that game, of course, on SiriusXM, just as you can every Thunder game on the radio. But the Thunder are in a really good, really good spot. Like it was, uh, it was a interesting way to get here with a lot of highs and a lot of lows. But for the Thunder, if you told Thunder fans before the year began you'd be seven and four, I think the Thunder fans would absolutely take that. Like independent of of what it looked like to get seven and four. Uh, we'll talk about some bounce back games though from Josh Giddy. We'll talk about SGA getting it done on both ends and more coming up. But I do want to say right now, our good friends over at E. Ebay Motors. You know what time it is. eBay Motors is there for you. Millions of parts for your MVP. Win every time with parts that fit your ride at eBay Motors. And they're partnering with us and locked on fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week for all season long. Whether you're preparing for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire every week, they're going to provide you with players that can guarantee to fit your roster just as eBay will provide you, eBay Motors will provide you with a guaranteed fit uh, for your ride, just like these fantasy picks of the week from Josh Lloyd. You have Belay Kulabale, you have Skylar Mays, you have Jacob Gilliard, you have Kyle Lowry, and you have Keontae George. I'm going with my guy, Jacob Gilliard, and I love, I love that Josh Lloyd includes Jacob Gilliard here. Uh, he notes that for deeper leagues, Gilliard uh, has been starting for the Grizzlies recently because of their, of course, injuries, but he is a strong, strong assist guy. And if you're playing in a league with steals, watch out. Jacob Gilliard will get hot defensively and rack up a lot of steals. He could have a sneaky Shea game like Shea had tonight and rack up five, six, seven steals. Watch out for Jacob Gilliard. Josh did a great job picking him in, in the little pool of, of players. Jacob Gilliard is him. And I'm glad he's getting his shot as somebody who grinded it out with the Memphis Hustle in the G League. Uh, but check it out today because Josh Lloyd, of course, on Locked On Fantasy Basketball, has your fit for winning a fantasy championship. eBay Motors has your fit for your ride. So, folks, if you're like me and you have no idea what you're doing, what you're doing, I could not even go change out windshield wipers. So, I need you to walk me through each and everything. That's why I love eBay Motors because with eBay Motors, I just put my make, my model, my year, bada bing, bada boom. They're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. 
So it makes life simple for me where I'm not playing the guessing game or having to know measurements or dimensions or what kind of what kind of engine or whatever else you want to look at in a car. Like it's only going to show me parts that I know for sure work. And so I can buy my parts at eBay Motors and feel confident in myself, even though I know that I know nothing about cars. eBay Motors takes care of that for me. So make sure that you go and keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only and exclusions do apply. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball. Folks, it's that time. It's that time to talk about Josh Kitty. And he had a slow start this year, for sure. Uh, but I'm, I noted the last few games, his decision-making has gotten better. In this game, you saw it translate to the box score. So I talked to Mark, and I talked to Josh after the game. And, and so with Mark, in his post-game presser, I asked Mark kind of, because Mark has also highlighted how Josh's process has been better than the box score shows. I, you know, I mentioned that tonight it showed up in the box score. Did you see anything differently from Josh Yeti? And he mentioned that he saw Josh do a good job of like looking to pass first, looking to make the quick pass and the, and the best pass uh, to keep the offense moving. And in turn, that actually opened things up for Josh offensively to be looking to pass more. It opened up scoring more. And Josh echoed those same thoughts in his post-game press conference whenever he mentioned that he even sat down with Mark and sat down with the coaching staff uh, and, and went through that process of, hey, if you look to pass more, it's going to actually help you score more. And you saw that tonight. He was, from the word go, looking to pass. Uh, the first bucket of the game for him was a very tough drive and a finish through two spurs. But then he whips off some some sick passes where he bullets one uh, across the, the arc to SGA, who uh, I think should have shot the basketball in the catch-and-shoot look for him. I didn't shoot it, so it wasn't an assist. Uh, and then he fired in a bullet pass to a cutting J-Dub, an unexpected pass, and J-Dub kind of, kind of uh, fumbled with it and it went out of bounds because he just, he just was not expecting a pass there, even though he was wide open and it could have been an easy layup. Uh, I think that part of it was was not expecting the pass in that timing, but also Josh did throw it really hard to where uh, a little more touch on the ball probably would have allowed J-Dub to corral it. Uh, but those were two really good passes that didn't result in anything in the stat sheet, but also did create advantages for OKC. But then you saw the assist start to rack up. He had a great dump-off pass to J-Dub. He had a nice spin pass on, uh, in the pocket to Lou Dort for an open layup, which Lou Dort like got up enough for a dunk, but didn't like dunk it. It was kind of odd on that on that uh, finish by him. And then he had the pass of his career in terms of flash, the pass of his career where he does this rondo behind the back fake and then over the head Magic Johnson pass to Chet uh, and Chet dunked it. And you can really see how that salted the game away to put the Thunder up ten on that play entering halftime. And you can really see why Chet Holmgren calls Josh Giddy Vanilla Magic because that absolutely looked like Magic Johnson on that play. But he did Josh Giddy did a really good job all night of having hard and decisive drives uh, and picking his spots when to use the floater. So like it, whenever he did go to that floater, it didn't feel like out of necessity or out of uh, you know shying away from what the defense was doing. It felt like as a way to to balance out the way he's been scoring. So as a compliment to his game versus out of a, a dire need to, to rely on it or to, or to use it as a crutch. It felt like a compliment, not a crutch for his game. 
So that's exactly how you want that floater uh, to be used if you are uh, Josh Giddy, if you are uh, the Thunder. So whenever you are looking at Josh Giddy's game, 18 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, two blocks. He only missed two shots inside the arc all night. Uh, he had three turnovers. And let's go through those three turnovers. One was a pass to Jada on that cut that I mentioned before. And, and like it was a too hot to handle pass. Jada, I don't think, was ready for the pass. And so like it's just a it's just a miscommunication type type play. Another turnover for, for the second one was a full court heat check pass. And, and like J-Dub called for it uh, down the floor in transition. He was already down there and it got intercepted by Champagne down the floor. It, the Thunder were feeling themselves. Josh threw a full court pass. It got intercepted in, in, in a pretty decided game. And then another turnover was like what I would consider like the turnover of the game. Like the one turnover that's like on Josh was, uh, you know, Josh was driving to the rim and then Josh Giddy goes up for the layup. And then kind of bails out of it late, and, and he bails out of it way too late to where Chet's already looking at the rim, trying to size up if he needs to go for a rebound, not looking for a pass, and there's no one to dump the ball off to because Josh should have just simply continued to, to finish strong and to, to go up strong. Because even if you go up and miss that shot, while it does go down as a missed shot in the stat sheet, him missing that shot actually gave Chet a much better chance to get a secondary look than him trying to dump it off to Chet. So like even if you go up and you see, hey, I don't really have the lane to score here. If you just commit to going up, it would have let Chet clean it up to where he actually does get the easy two versus trying to to feed him the easy two actually kind of worked counteractive to you in this scenario. So I think that that was like one of the one miscues from Josh. The heat check full court pass, obviously, like don't do that, but they're gonna you're gonna do those sort of things through the course of an NBA game. And then I think that the, that the first turnover of the game was just miscommunication, was just, was just Jada wasn't fully ready for it. And I think that Josh could, could, have, could have done a better job of like not putting as much mustard on it. But in general, that's just, you just live with that, with the way Josh Jitty can create for others and like throw guys open. And he did a much better job of that in this game of throwing guys open and throwing the ball to open space, kind of like a quarterback than, than he had in recent uh, games. And so it truly did. Mark is absolutely right. It truly did open things up for him uh, by, uh, you know, looking to pass first and looking to set others up first. And it opened up the game and the floor for him in turn. SGA opened up the game and floor for him by being a two-way star. What what a game from SGA. Uh, a career high in steals. He had seven steals in this game. He had five assists in this game. He had six rebounds in this game, all against just two turnovers. He shot 62% from the floor, one for four from three, seven for seven at the line. He was locked in defensively. And obviously, the last couple of years, Josh uh, SGA has been really good at defense and has locked in defensively. He's been really good defensively. He made a huge stride defensively. Last year, he was rated as an excellent defender on Synergy. Um, and he was asked by Daniel Bell after the game, you know, what kind of flipped in your career? What what, what made you flip your mindset? And, and Shea was very open and honest about how early in his career, he got picked on in that end of the floor, and he took that personally, and he took that as a challenge to get better defensively. He mentioned part of it is just simply filling out his frame, to be honest. Like, part of it is just he got he got bigger, he, he filled out his frame more. But another aspect of it was he did not like the feeling of being picked on defensively, and he wanted that to stop. He took it personally, and he made it to where you cannot pick on him defensively. I think that's just a testament to his mindset of, like, he, when he says stuff like he wants to be the best player in the world, like, he's genuinely striving for that. And uh, that sounds a lot like coach speak, but look around the NBA. Look around the NBA and tell me that you genuinely believe 
that other superstars that will not be named are trying to be the best that they can be and trying to be the best in the world. There are some superstars who are content with where they're at and content with being X good, like whatever ranking they currently are good and making money and being just a star in the NBA. I, I believe Shea, whenever he talks about how he wants to, and he's, and he is driven by being the best and being the guy and being, uh, uh, you know, in that conversation. And it's, it's evident in the way that he's transformed his game defensively over the last few years. And you saw in this game where, where his steals lead to just easy buckets because the Thunder are built to play fast. They are geared to, when you get a steal, to capitalize on it. Often, you know, sometimes teams, like, when they get a steal, they don't even turn it into transition. They just get a steal and they wait to get it to their guy, like their heliocentric guy, and it kind of ruins their transition. And it's just, a, it's a stop, which is good. You need stops in the NBA, but it's not easy points. But because the Thunder, no matter who you deflect it to, no matter who gets the ball, you know, the loose ball, Whoever gets it can push it and can play make and can run the floor. It is just so easy for them to get massive buckets, which is why you saw the Thunder in this game where they wreak havoc and cause 24 turnovers, which is why you saw them in this game have 31, 31 fast break points. That's unbelievable. That's uh, unbelievable from, from this team. Uh, easy buckets. He literally makes defenders fall when he's playing offense, which is it's one thing to say like, oh, he, he made him fall. And then you're just like, yeah, well, he just slipped or uh, he just stumbled or he stepped on somebody's foot. Like, no, he just outright embarrasses guys uh, trying to defend him. Uh, it's Shea was just awesome tonight and his one of those Shea games, uh, but he was great for OKC. Kenny Hustle being back was also great for OKC. And they had a little chippy incident of their own. Kenny Hustle, nine points, two assists. He was active and he was extremely good defensively. Uh, the, the defense from Kenrich Williams was awesome because he brings that energy. He brings that, he brings those intangibles. I asked Chet, I asked Josh about what Kenny brings to this team. And they both mentioned his toughness and his energy and his intangibles. And, and Chet said that they, lo they loved having Unk back. It's like, he's the old guy of the group. Uh, but one thing that you saw Kenrich Williams do is protect his guys and be like an enforcer of whenever Zach Collins gave a little extra on the Michich foul and, and kind of tossed him down. Uh, Kenny did not play that. It got right in the face of Zach Collins and immediately uh, went into the face of him. And, and they caused a little Donnie Brook, him and Isaiah Joe, did some pushing and shoving uh, a, a, a little, a little dust up there for, uh, for the gang. And they had a little, little love tap at least between the uh, Collins and Joe and Kenneth Williams. And on the very next possession offensively, what does Kenny do the hustle do? He was out there, and he went, to, he went right through Zach Collins for a score through a contest, a hard contest by Collins. And then he already got one T because he got a T for mixing it up with Zach Collins. But then you saw Jeremy Sohan, you know, hockey check Chet Holmgren, and Kendrick Williams was right there jarring and, and, and making it known, like, hey, you're not going to do that. You're not going to do that to this team. And so having a guy like that is massive. Uh, that, that you can have, have your back and bring energy, bring hustle, bring defense, do the dirty work. And defensively, what he was able to do, while it did not result in stats for himself, right? It's kind of like whenever we talk about rebounders and like how there's some guys who are great at boxing out, Steven Adams for one, like early in his career, like he didn't rack up a ton of rebounding numbers, but he was the one clearing the way. So Russ and others could swoop in, grab boards and push the pace. It, it's kind of the same way here. 
like Kenneth Williams did not inherently cause turnovers in like the stat sheet. Like if you look uh, at the uh, at the box score for Kenneth Williams, he didn't have a seven steal game like SGA, but he did cause turnovers. It's just that the way he caused turnovers, he got zero steals in this game, by the way, the way he caused turnovers was being active defensively and, and anticipating where the Spurs wanted to go and plugging in empty space. And so as he slides to slides to plug in empty space, you're now first forcing this young Spurs team that has no point guard on the roster right now, as Trey Jones is out, you're forcing this young Spurs team with no point guard to play in traffic and to lose the basketball. And, and so Kenneth Williams was a massive part of that and a massive part of uh, the, the the 24 turnovers that the Spurs had, even though he didn't have a single steal in this game. Uh, and then, of course, uh, this game was just chippy from the word go. Like you had you had the hockey board check of Chet, you had the the toss down of Micic, you had the J Will close line that did not get called. Any nothing got called uh, on that play, and it was nice for the Thunder to have somebody like Kenneth Williams back for this one. And then. You saw how versatile he is. Like he was able to play the five against a seven four Victor Wembanyama because he's able to play physically. He's able to get up under Victor, and there was nothing Victor could do. Like he got he got physical, pushy, and and, and underneath leverage on Wembanyama, and he was just useless in this game, uh, even against Kinnish Williams. So that kind of physicality, that kind of tone setting, is great for a young Thunder team. It's great for for them to see what it takes in an eighty two game season to bring your lunch pail every single day, and to to grind it out every single day. So coming up, we're going to talk about Mitrich getting minutes. We're going to talk about this Thunder team. But first, let's talk about Ibotta. Ibotta is great, folks. And so I want to ask you, how does a free Thanksgiving sound? This year, Ibotta is here to give you cash back and help make sure your Thanksgiving table is complete. Because who doesn't want turkey and gravy mixed in for free? Starting on November 1st, it's the fourth year in a row in which Ibotta is giving 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving feast. Just add the offers in your app to redeem everything you need uh, to make sure that your Thanksgiving feast is complete. Folks, this is all you have to do. You have to go shopping. And then, as you shop at your favorite realtors, just upload a picture of your receipt to the Ibotta app, and they're going to give you cash back on hundreds of grocery items, from produce to personal care, pantry goods so you can make sure that you're beating inflation no matter what you're purchasing and other apps they give you these points that never amount to anything with ibotta you get the real deal you get cold hard cash back you can cash out in your bank account or paypal or get gift cards whatever you want it's going to be gold hard quiche so make sure that you're earning cash back on a hundred and hundreds of online brands with realtors from, from Sephora to Macy's to Lowe's to Best Buy and more. Download the Ibotta app right now. Use code LOCKED and get 100% cash back on your Thanksgiving dinner uh, starting on November 1st. So check it out today. That's Ibotta at the App Store, Google Play Store. Download for free Ibotta, I-B-O-T-T-A. In the Google Play Store and App Store, use code LOCKED. That's code LOCKED at Ibotta. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients 
and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're back on Lockdown Thunder Podcast on Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Folks, the biggest burning question of the mailbag was about Michich getting minutes, and he got minutes tonight. He started out really good. He had a couple great passes. He had two assists in the first two minutes. Should have been three. Had a potential assist in there as well. And I think that you saw exactly what it takes for Michich to play. Uh, because like Bertans, only like Michich is a better defender than Bertans. Let me be very clear. Michich is a better defender than Bertans. But the limitations for Michich defensively are not from a lack of effort. They're not from a lack of care. They're not from a lack of engagement. It's just he's not up to date and adjusted and, 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 and comfortable playing the NBA style. Bertans is a terrible defender. It's not that he doesn't try or that he loafs or that he doesn't give heart or effort or energy. Like Bertans tries his butt off every single possession. He's just not a good defender. For Micic, it's the same way where he's very engaged and he's very locked in defensively. He's just not a good defender. But I, I have more hope because of Micic's size that he can compete at his position uh, defensively as he starts to get more comfortable playing with NBA players and against NBA players, because he's made it very known that the length of the court, the width of the court, uh, the fact that in, in the NBA, you're defending more on islands versus team defense. And the fact that in his previous league, like there's no three second call. So if you get beat, not that you're okay getting beat, but if you get beat, you have somebody back there that's just camping around at the rim where you're not going to be harmed too much until you can recover uh, defensively. So like all of those little nuances, I think that Michi still has to learn and has to adapt to. That's been the reason why he's not played. But I think he's going to get to a point where he can play consistently. I think that adding Kenrich Williams back makes him be able to play even more because it's another defender that you can have out there. And there was a lineup in, in this game where the Thunder have Kaysen Wallace, J-Dub, Kenrich Williams, and Chet Holmgren. Those four guys are flanking Micic in the same lineup. So you're protecting him in a massive way defensively. Now, the difference here of like why it's taken so long for Meaches to get run versus it's Bertans has gotten a little bit more run, of course, than him in previous games is it's a it's a lot easier to find a hideable matchup for Bertans because most teams have certain lineups where they play a stationary shooter, where his whole job is to go in the corner and just sit there. And Bertans, he can do that. He can go in the corner and sit there and just watch this guy like a hawk. Whereas playing the guard position. Not many teams are so dysfunctional at guard like the Spurs where you wouldn't easily be picked apart and picked on. So it was difficult to find a matchup like this one where you could have a longer runway to, as he starts to get more accustomed to the NBA. 
But you can see, like, if you go back and watch his defensive possessions, he was always active. He was always engaged with his assignment defensively. His body was always up on Champagny. He was always leaning on Champagny. He was always doing a great job of, of, of being locked in defensively. And the Spurs' lack of guards really helped him so no one could truly pick on him. Plus, as I mentioned before, with what he gives you offensively, now that you have Kendrick Williams back and you can throw out these lineups of like these, these extremely kind of defensive-minded lineups, it lets you play guys like Mijic uh, who might be lacking in that area. He had some really nice drives, especially a very hard drive late in a shot clock on the possession where he initiates contact in a creative way that sells contact and gets to the free throw line. So you turn a rushed end-of-shot clock uh, prayer into free throws and, and, of course, free points out of it. That's kind of, kind of some of the veteran craft that Mijic provides. Uh, eight points, four assists, a steal, a rebound, two for three from three, only one missed shot inside the arc. He played 19 minutes tonight in this game. Kaysen Wallace was huge, and you saw why this fan base already is going cuckoo for Kaysen because one of the first plays he makes is creating an offensive rebound out of thin air. He, he scraps and fights for this offensive rebound, and it's deflected all the way out to like the free throw line before it's eventually corralled by Kaysen. He pitches it back out. I believe it was to Josh Giddy. Pitches it back out to somebody on the perimeter and then floats his way to the dunker spot, gets the gets the refeed back into the dunker spot and finishes for an easy layup whereas he's, as he goes and creates an offensive rebound, gets it out to the perimeter, kicks it out, then gets lost by this scramble now because the Spurs and the Thunder even anticipated a Spurs rebound. So they're already back there on the other end. Now they're going to come back to the Thunder. Kaysen gets lost, easy layup by just simply having a high motor and having uh, you know heart and, and hustle and whatever you want to call it on the offensive glass. Uh, and then he was huge getting deflections. There, there was a sequence where the Thunder deflected a Spurs pass out of bounds on an inbound three different times and just kept denying the ball from the Spurs. It was awesome in the first quarter for that Thunder defense. Uh, Kenneth Williams had a great three in this game. And, and for that three from Kenny Hustle, I believe it was off the bounce even uh, from that three. Then you go from that three into a Casey Wallace steal and slam into a Chet Holmgren three. And so you can see where Kaysen is able to give you so many energy giving plays and string them together with other plays to where Kaysen is a guy who off the bench just makes things happen and, and makes a chain of events happen that can really sway games one way or the other. In this game, it swayed it into, of course, being a blowout. He threw that lob pass to Kenny Hustle for the alley-oop. He blocked Jeremy Sohan's jumper and made a three on, on the ensuing possession. He had nine points, five boards, three assists, two steals, two blocks. What a game from him. Only missed one shot all night. It was inside the arc. He went one for one from three. What a night from Casey Wallace. He's been, an, he's been an awesome player only 11 games into his rookie season. Uh, let's talk Trey Mann. Folks, obviously, a lot of you didn't get to see Trey Mann unless you were at the game, I believe, uh, because they switched over the TNT crew to the Sixers game because the Thunder just outright embarrassed the Spurs. Uh, but... I know what you're going to say. I know it's small sample size, number one, and I know it's garbage time, number two. But Trey Mann can't put himself in games. He cannot control. He's only playing garbage time. He can only control what he can control. And the way he's been locked in at practices, the way he's been locked in during pregame warmups and like joking with the guys, you know, filling in his job very nicely, staying sharp, staying ready. And then each time he gets inserted into games, he's played really well. And not only played well, he's played very efficiently, which is a big knock on him in previous you know, seasons. 
he has he had a great drive on Sohan where he bumps off and brushes off contact at the at the uh, top of the key and gets to the rim with ease. Uh, he had some easy easy stroke threes. He also is a much better playmaker, and I want that to sink in the most. The threes, the finishing at the rim, that's all fine and good. Those are those are things that you knew was was in the bag for Trey Mann. What's been the most impactful in this very 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 short time, admittedly, but still deserves praise from Trey Mann, is Trey Mann is a former first round pick who's only playing garbage time and not playing every single night, not even close to it, and only playing a certain finite amount of minutes. And yet, he's a better playmaker now than he ever has been because he's working on his own game and he's working on implementing uh, you know, some improvements to his game to where the improved playmaking, despite it being garbage time, is extremely noteworthy because other players would just say, well, I'm finally in the game. I'm finally in a blowout. I'm going to take every single shot. And, and that, admittedly, was what it seemed to be what Trey was was doing last year uh, in, in some of these same scenarios. Whereas now he's just, he's playing the game independent of the scoreboard and he's playing extremely well. I don't know uh, if this will be parlayed into uh, non-garbage time minutes. And I know that eight minutes in a blowout game uh, is not like going to get anyone all riled up and excited and juiced up, uh, but it is worth noting the attention to detail, the, the, the progression and the, the, the energy he gives this team as someone who's not moping around, as someone who's not pouting about his role as a former first-round pick, but instead someone who's a great teammate uh, and improving as a player, even though it's seen in the shadows, even though it's only seen at practice and seen in garbage time. And again, in this case, not seen at all because it got switched over on the TV side of things. Uh, but he deserves a lot of credit for that, in my opinion. Uh, Chet versus Victor isn't until the 34-minute mark of the pod because they did not do much. Uh, Victor had eight points, 14 boards, two steals, two blocks, and five turnovers on 26% shooting from the floor. Chet had nine points, seven uh, rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block, two turnovers, and 30% from the floor in this game. Uh, MVP of the game will go to Josh Giddy because, of course, you can give it to SGA every single game. So SGA is like the always MVP. Uh, the non-SGA MVP will go to Josh Giddy in this game. Let me know. Your biggest takeaways from this embarrassing game for the Spurs, exhilarating game for the Thunder, uh, below on YouTube and anywhere else you get your podcast from, uh, and follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.